Good morning. I've got a, a another little thing to read, um, but I want to read something prior to that, again, focused on getting the most out of each day. Um, and in fact, a little bit, uh, you know, have an adoption day at the beginning of the week for Tyler and Izzy with Sela uh, and Sela and Titus. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things I step back and go, oh my goodness, Madison turns 20 on Friday. But I was also thinking of Elijah too, because uh, I've got videos of you when you were a little kid. So it's <laughs> time goes by so fast. Take advantage of every moment. This is a, a devotion from Todd Wilson, the, the family man. Many of you have had those calendars that We've passed out before at the beginning of the year. Um, this is called One Song and a PowerPoint. I'm going to read this, and then I've got something else to read. One Song and a PowerPoint. And he, he usually is talking to dads. We've only been on the road for three and a half weeks, but I'm tired. Even though things have gone about as well as they could possibly go, we've had no mechanical problems yet. No one has gotten sick yet. And my wife, Debbie, has not left us to fly home yet. During all this time, though, I've noticed that my children are getting older. My son Ben's face looks more like a teenager's. Sam's foot is almost as big as mine. Catherine looks tall and less little girl-like. And even Caleb, at almost five weeks old, looks more like a real baby and less like a wrinkled prune. But growing up happens so quickly. In fact, it won't be long before my kid's entire time at home is compressed into one song and a PowerPoint presentation. I learned that a couple weeks ago when I spoke, and yeah, I chose to read this. I learned that a couple weeks ago when I spoke at a graduation in Missouri. For each of the graduates, they showed a PowerPoint presentation. There are pictures of little boys and girls dressed up as pirates and princesses, pictures of kids with animals and around Christmas trees, or photos of babies who had fallen asleep on their dad's chest as he snored away. But the pictures weren't only of kids. In each of the PowerPoint shows, there were young dads with lots of hair, moms with outdated hairdos. They all looked as so happy and carefree, unaware that time was passing so quickly. As I watched, I found that a baseball-sized lump had caught in my throat. Tears filled my eyes. In each of the shots, my children's faces replaced the photos of the screen. On the screen, I had lived most of those moments. Then something happened. The song that had been playing in the background ended. The show was over. One song. That's all it lasted. An entire childhood was compressed into one song in a PowerPoint presentation. Struck me then that I would soon be watching my children's slideshows and that all of this will be over. There won't be any more cramped times in the RV, arguments over who will sit where, or complaints because I got the wrong kind of donuts. Uh Uh-oh, here comes that lump again. Here's my prayer for you and me. This is Todd, Dad. Dear God, let me enjoy this day with my family no matter what happens or how hard it gets. Let me remember that it only lasts for one song and a PowerPoint presentation, and then they're all grown up. Amen. That was a bonus. But it does have, it ties into what I'm reading here. Observations from the trail. 
Sharon and I biked on a tandem 230 miles of the Katy Trail, Clinton, Missouri, to St. Charles, Missouri in five days. We observed a few things on the trail as we took our time riding. Here's some observations. Squirrels and rabbits are just as crazy in front of a moving bicycle as they are in front of moving cars. Armadillos fare no better on a bike trail. We saw two and possibly three. No, they weren't alive. The limestone bluffs uh, were huge along some of and with some of their pieces on either side of the trail. We were amused, kinda, at the signs, watch for falling rock. Not fallen rock, past tense. Falling rock, present tense. Other observations. Iron bridges built over 150 years ago are still standing strong. I just want to kick this and go American-made. Some of the railroad embankments, the berms between hills, again, they try to keep those railroad tracks level, had at least a 30-foot drop-off on either side connecting those hills. Amazing work it took to construct these in the late 1800s without current land-moving equipment, considering God's creation. The birds were beautiful. The cardinals were bright red. The indigo buntings, I'm learning that name, vivid blue. The orioles saw a few of those, their crisp orange feathers. And the finches in their bright yellow attire. As we took our time on the trail, we also observed many bikers flying through the trail to get to the next depot or stop. We were amazed at the amount of bikers that would race by us just to see them at the next stop, at the next depot. We would rest, but leave before them to have them pass us yet again. And we also knew many of these bikers were a part of a biking group and they had snacks and meals provided at certain times at each stop. But instead of pacing themselves to arrive at, the, arrive at those certain times, off they went to hurry and wait. I understand there may be reasons for completing these heats quickly, whether it be attaining timing goals or checking an accomplishment box. But what was being missed in the process? What was passed by to never be seen again? Scripture does teach to look for a new heavens and a new earth, but also live today. Observe, observe now. Don't idolize tomorrow at the expense of the present. Psalm 90.12, many are familiar with this, teaches to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Ephesians 5.15 and 16, see then that, we, that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Jesus Christ also provided this example. He set his face toward Jerusalem, but on the way he lived every day to its fullest. He healed, he taught, he questioned, he listened, he warned, he resurrected, he led, he cast out demons, he brought hope, he glorified his Father in heaven, etc., even on the night of his betrayal, Jesus took the time to teach his disciples and us a simple exercise to help them and us remember his death.
Luke 22, 17 and 20. And he took the cup, gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it, gave unto them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. As we observe the Lord's Supper today, don't fly by the table to just check the box or make it through another communion. Observe the truth of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for you. Meditate on its strength, its work, and its beauty. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for me? And love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, and my all. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you. You've given us these opportunities. Ah, Lord, on the Lord's day to be able to gather and remember you through communion, through the Lord's Supper. God, help us to consider the bread, consider the juice. God, as it relates to your body and the blood that you spilled for us. God, help us to know you a little bit more. Help us to meditate on it. Be with us, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.